All right, everybody, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Roadmap. I am Ben, the Ryan Fitzpatrick to my James Winston's over here. I'm joined by Justin and Steve once again. How are you guys doing this week? Not too bad. Not too bad at all, just living the dream. Good to hear, good to hear. Uh, we're all back in the same time zone, so this is going to be a nice little uh, little group podcast we're going to get going for you here for week nine of your Fantasy Football Madness. Uh, we're going to look at how we did. Uh, we're actually going to go overall for daily fantasy because oh, so you guys look it better. tracks it no i look better yeah, exactly. <laughs> so justin's in front for three weeks we have 375.98 points for him uh i'm in second with 374 so you know literally one reception for 10 yards and i would be in first place uh and steve is sitting there with 367.08 can i just add two or three weeks can i can, I add, some, can I add some context I mean, yeah. if you want, it looks only, you look good, so you don't need to. I know. I'm just saying, I haven't played Todd Gurley for two weeks. <laughs> you haven't? The guy that, no, I haven't. I'm trying to. He's just so expensive. Yeah, but he's I, so good. I know. It's 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 the dilemma. It's a guaranteed 35 points. I know, but I was telling Steve last week that it's like everyone plays Todd Gurley. Yeah. I thought so you were going to do instead played two players and get the same amount of points. I thought you were going to beat me this week because I was behind you by a point. I thought you had Gurley as well. And then I eked it back. I think on that last drive, I ended up eking past you for first. Oh, man. Yeah, that's stupid passes. <laughs> hate Todd Gurley. <laughs> hate him. <laughs> yeah, why do you fall down like that? I don't know. I don't, Matthew Berry's correct. Yeah, he let's, yeah let's, not, let's not be copying people here. 100% yeah. correct. <laughs> yeah, I'd hate to copy people on fantasy football. <laughs> hey, you know what I wrote on Twitter this week? Uh, Oakland's a bad play. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, speaking of, first matchup of the week, uh, the one you won't turn on, Oakland versus San Francisco. Uh, they're billing it as like a rivalry, but if both teams are god-awful and don't want to be where they are, does it really count? Still no, battle of the like, bank. Is it, though? It's 1-6 Oakland versus 1-7 San Francisco. It's like, someone's got to win. Do they, though? Do they? There's been this many ties this year. I don't think someone has to win. <laughs> I could see this being like 15-15, and it's all field goals. Mm. Or like... I, Eight, eight, four safeties apiece. Uh, I think I there'll think be a lot of scoring. A, I think it's going to be a lot of scoring. I mean, Derek Carr is still good. <laughs> what? I mean, Derek Carr at least looked good last week against the Colts. Okay, and that's fair. Colts are decent at defense, too. Yeah. This year. Yeah, yeah. This year. So far. So, no, I, I mean, if football goes the way I think it will, Derek Carr will lay an eight tomorrow. So maybe you're not. Exactly. Yeah. It's Thursday night game, too. Like, that's what you got to worry about. Like, CJ Beathard could throw four touchdowns. Yeah, and Derek Carr could have three interceptions. Or Marshawn Lynch could come off the IR and run for two touchdowns because it's a Thursday night game. Who knows? <laughs> Are you starting anybody in this game other than George Kittle? Um, I am not starting anyone. I was desperate in another league. Actually, it was our league. Sorry. Um, I made some trades, and I both my running backs are on a buy this week, and I traded away Doug Martin. So I cannot trade start Doug Martin. Stuff. A lot of invaluable stuff. I mean, only thirty dollars next year. Yeah, no, we do. Nah. Do you think George Kittle is startable in this game? Oh yeah, okay. I think George Kittle is always startable. I think he's the only guy that uh, Beathard trusts right now. Sure. What about Jared Cook? Are you trusting Jared Cook, especially with uh, Noah Mark Cooper? I think you have to right now. I think who else are they throwing to? Do you do Jordy Nelson? Brandon LaFell. Martavis Bryant? I don't think he had a catch last week, did he? Uh, they were in a bye, weren't they? 
No, they played Indiana in Indianapolis. Oh, that's right. Basically a bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I just don't think. Uh, I mean, San Francisco's not very good against the tight end either. And I have seen on NFL Network per Derek Carr's per the per his brother that uh, Jared Cook's his favorite target. He trusts him the most. So mm-hmm. I think Jared Cook's got to be played almost every week until he isn't producing. That's fair. So last week Carr was twenty-one to twenty-eight. Four went to Cook. Eight went to Jalen Richard, two to Seth Roberts, three to Brandon LaFell, two to Doug Martin, one to Jordy, one to Keith Smith, whoever the Keith Smith is. And I believe my, if, my sources, if my sources are correct, I believe they did spot Martavis Bryant selling popcorn in the stands. Oh, good. <laughs> it's better than his last couple of jobs. <laughs> so who you guys got in this one? Uh, I'm going to go watch something else, but I have the Niners. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I have the Niners. Yeah. I forgot about it. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I've got San Francisco as well. San Francisco is able to run the ball. They've done it on everybody so far this year. As of before last week, they were at least the second overall running team in the league right now. True. Um, I'm actually firing up Brita this week. I know he burned Ooh. burned a couple people, but I think with 16 touches last week, he's he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I think this is the defense you want playing against. Monster's questionable too. Okay. That's yeah. that's good news for that as good well. Good sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against you guys on this one. I'm actually gonna go ahead and take the Raiders, and I'll tell you why here. I personally believe that the San Francisco 49ers are atrocious, mm-hmm. and their defense is laughable at this point. Mm-hmm. The only reason people picked them to make the playoffs this year was because of the player that's on IR. Mm-hmm. When you look at things, I mean, I guess. When you look at C.J. Beathard and Derek Carr, their stats are eerily, eerily similar, but I just think Derek Carr is a more established quarterback and the one I trust most, so that's why I'm going to go Oakland. Do you know who the number one cornerback in the NFL so far this year? Patrick Mahomes? Cor- corner. Oh, cornerback. Oh, probably that guy by the name of Richard Sherman. You got it. Uh, he's questionable. He didn't play last week, but or a couple weeks ago he didn't play. But, uh, yeah, he has been absolutely amazing so far this year. Uh, he's not letting hardly any yards or any receptions even. So uh, he's someone that I think they can build around, but it's it's going to be tough, especially this game. Uh, so, yeah, Oakland and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Somehow people are going to watch that on Thursday. We're going to check out uh, two quarterbacks that played each other in college that led to one of them throwing 88 times and the other one winning. It's Pat Mahomes versus Baker Mayfield, <laughs> Chiefs, Browns. Uh, Chiefs are an eight and a half point favorite in this one, and I am taking the Chiefs to cover that. I think Cleveland has a lot of turnover on their offense, especially this week. Uh, I think it's going to stifle Baker Mayfield a lot, uh, especially because of um, having to, you know, have new people calling the plays for him. Uh, and I mean, it's Pat Mahomes. He's going to throw. He's going to find a way to get around this defense. He's found a way to get around literally every defense he's played. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a problem for him. Uh, look for the Chiefs to cover the eight and a half. I agree with that. I don't think Cleveland, I mean, I know they're going to have a new offensive coordinator and probably, I don't know about a whole scheme, but I, I don't think Cleveland has the firepower to keep up. I mean, I don't know that Kansas City's defense hasn't looked that bad over the last few weeks either. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, their front seven has really been dominant. Um, mm-hmm. They're really being able to hide the, the defensive backs a lot better. Um, I just don't see Cleveland scoring a whole lot in this game. Do you trust any wide receiver for Cleveland against yes. this bad defense? 
Yes, I am rolling out Jarvis Landry this weekend mm-hmm. um, in full confidence. Listen, are you I'm putting a wide receiver one or wide receiver two? Oh, I could put him in my. Fl- I think I'm playing. I'm putting him in my flex. Okay, all right. So here's the deal. I normally midseason coaching changes don't turn out well, but mm-hmm. normally the first game is the best game you'll see from an interim coach because they don't know schematically how to plan for these guys. We're seeing whole style changes across that Cleveland. So the plays are the same, but the play calling is going to be different. So Mm -hmm. I predict a big game for two people. Johnson, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a spread heavy pass attack and Baker Mayfield is also startable this week. I have him rolling out in our, in our league of record and I'm taking the Cleveland Browns to cover the spread because why not? I pick against the chiefs every week. (laughs) Yeah. And how's that work out? (laughs) It finally worked out last week. I think Yeah, it worked once. And I'm going to do it again. We'll see how it goes. I just think interim coaches traditionally do well that first week. Um, and I just think Baker Mayfield's far too talented to be spotting them eight and a half points. For Scream a on a top defense. 10 play this week. Yeah, he's been all year, hasn't he? Proved me wrong close. multiple yeah. times. Yeah. I think Kareem Hunt's going to do well in this game as well. He's getting a lot of touchdowns, he's getting a lot of looks. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you're starting Kelchi. Uh, Nick, you're, you already mentioned Duke Johnson. Do you start Nick Chubb? I think you have to if you have him. Yeah. Yeah, I think you do. Um, RB2 flex kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Startable definitely there. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs defense is bad. Brown's defense is, people think it's better than it is. Their turnover percentage is insane. They're, mm-hmm. they're like plus 11 this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, Pat Mahomes is, is just unstoppable. He's gonna he, he's on track to break the passing record for touchdowns. Every, every record. Almost. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's, he's making good. everyone look foolish. He's good. He's good. So, uh, yeah. What, do, uh, what yeah. do we think about Duke Johnson? I mean, do they have to use him at some point this year? Because no. they paid him, then they trade Hyde, and then you think, okay, here we go. And last week he still only had like four touches. So I've actually read, and I picked him up today in our league, um, if I'm not mistaken, in a couple leagues I grabbed him. I have read that John Dorsey was very frustrated with the lack of usage of Duke Johnson, which mm-hmm. is – he gave the guy an extension. He doesn't feel like he's being used the right way, and that led to Todd Haley being fired. But one of the reasons that would—I mean—that's what we've been saying all year. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Duke Johnson should be getting—he should be six getting six or seven targets a game, eight to eight to twelve touches a game. Yeah, yeah, especially when you look at the fact that there's only two running backs left. I mean, the right. usage is just mind. It's it's somewhere it's mind-numbing when you think of him and David Johnson, the two mm-hmm. most underused players. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, and Jordan Howard. <laughs> Everybody on my team. Uh, moving on, Jets, Dolphins. Two teams that maybe are doing way better than people thought they were, but also like they're four and four and three and five. So good for them, I guess. Uh, this is in Miami, and there was no line when we started because, again, they didn't know who any of the quarterbacks were going to be. And we just took it as a pick em, essentially. So I took Miami. I'm with you there with Miami. I think they're just they're going to be able to outscore New York. And they're good at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to go against the grain here. I'm taking Isaiah Crowell, and mainly because he's averaging five yards a carry to himself. Mm. And then Miami defense, or yeah, the Miami defense also isn't particularly great at stopping the run either. They're giving up right around five yards a carry as well. 143 so. yards a game. Yeah, that's averaging that's bad. about. T- Running backs are getting like 27 carries against him a game. And he's the only guy really back there right now, isn't he? Because Blah exactly. Powell is on the IR and Elijah they could McGuire's bring, still out. 
They're going to probably bring McGuire back. He came back to practice, but he hasn't been activated as of today. Okay. So I got to think that Crowell's going to be the play this week. I mean, he's yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to see him getting a lot of carries, and he has not. I mean, like you said, he's looked good all year. So he's only about sixty yards back of where Kareem Hunt is, and he has the same amount of touchdowns. Like he's yeah. good get. He's a good go. Uh, you riding the Kenyon Drake train this week or no? I am. Oh. I'm. I'm in. I think they figured out the usage and they know what they need to do to score. You play Kenyon Drake for the receptions, not the rushing yards. So. If you, I put in my flex. I don't trust him as my PPR upside kind of thing. Yeah. And Do you trust the, any receivers in this game? Because I like I, none was still hurt. Albert Wilson's out. Like some, Danny, Danny Amendola is about the only one I think about. I'm sure I'm firing up Devontae Parker this week, but I also am missing Alshon Jeffrey on a bye. Mm. So it's I more of a necessity. But I mean, he he looked good last week. He did. I think, yeah, I think you got to play Devontae Parker based off of his usage last week. He was and in for every passing down they had. He was, and then the fact that he didn't get traded this week mm-hmm. was a yep. strong indicator of their relief in him. So True. I'm going to roll him out there if I have to in my flex, like you said, Steve. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Uh, Dolphins are okay against the pass, 274 a game, but uh, Robbie Anderson or anybody on the passing side, interesting. Jets, they intrigue me, but here's the thing about Miami. I've, I've picked them the last couple of weeks. The defense is a mirage on the stat sheets. I think they have, what, nine interceptions on there or something? Yeah. Um, they haven't had a pick, I don't think. So. They've had maybe one pick the last four weeks. To start the season, they were looking extremely great, and then they've just fallen off the map ever since that Patriots game. Yeah, yeah they, they really got stomped. They had a pretty weak first three weeks of scheduling, too, though, so that made them look a little better than they were. Uh-huh. True, true. They did have the blessing from – from uh, on high on the schedule, definitely mm-hmm. worked out for him. Uh, so yeah, we, in that pick'em game, two of us took Miami. Lad took the Jets. Uh, next up is two teams that uh, you know they'll be fine. Washington and Atlanta. This is in Washington. Washington looking really good in a division where no one else is good. So they went out and made a move. They grabbed a safety, Haha Quinn Dix from the Packers, um, pairing him with Swearinger is a. Heck of a move. Uh, I think that's going to help their defense a lot. Adrian Peterson looks like old-school Adrian Peterson, which is scary. Uh, but that passing attack is just awful, which might be helped because they're playing the Falcons this week, who are just bad on defense. Like 320 in the air, 112 on the ground every game. Uh, so I'm taking the Redskins in this one, minus 2.5 at home. Yeah, I got Washington here as well. I think that defense is going to be able to shut Atlanta down, at least on the ground. I don't know mm-hmm. that you're going to stop their air attack completely all the time, but I I don't see that running game going anywhere right this week. So I think Washington's mm-hmm. able to wear them out and play, keep away ball from them. Definitely. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm going to take Washington as well. You mentioned the passing attack of Atlanta. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is completing 63% of his passes. Matt Ryan. And, uh, or Alex Smith, I mean, yeah. So that oh, was a yeah. trade I didn't hear about. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Traded Mike McCarthy for <laughs> uh yes, Alex Smith, sorry, completing sixty-three percent of his passes, eight touchdowns to two picks. He's my fourth rated quarterback this week. Uh probably gonna throw for around two touchdowns. Thinking one's gonna be to Chris Thompson. So Chris Thompson shiting, yeah. We're gonna get to it later, but uh is Adrian Peterson RB one? Yes. No. Overreact. I just think we're. I think we tend to overreact. 
Um, I mean, Adrian Peterson has been one of the most inconsistent players on my teams, I believe. He comes through on my bench, and then when I need him to do something, he does absolutely nothing. So I might be a little bit biased, but I'll give you a couple stats that I've seen throughout the week. One, he had 20 points. Week two, he had seven. Week three, 24. Week five, five points. Week six, nine points. Week seven, 11 points. Week eight, 27 points. So he's probably going to get like six points next week. I mean, that's kind of the Redskins have played all year, though, right? It's been up and down for them mm-hmm. pretty much yeah. every game. Yeah, I just think Thompson's the more consistent fantasy player I want to get. I thought about trading for him this afternoon. Um, I just I just shied away from it because I like my current slate of running backs. So you're rather Chris Thompson than Adrian Peterson right now? Yeah, I mean, listen to Chris Thompson's stats when he plays. 22, 19, 3, 10. Out week six and seven, and then he had three last week. I mean, he has almost the same number of breakout games as AP does, but he's not game script dependent, whereas I feel like AP is very game script dependent. Do you feel like his injury is a, an issue? Like, are you worried about the hip? Because he's, he's questionable ex- right now. Yes, I am extremely worried about the hip. Right, and that's why I take AP. Because mm-hmm. AP, he just powers through everything, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Even even now, like even at 30, he's still just... He's a superhuman rushing robot. I mean, he's if I can put him in an RB, if I can put him in RB two, I feel very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that was one of the best trades they made in No Number Dynasty Leagues was grabbing him, even though I haven't played him. Yeah. Knowing that James Conner is going to go to the bench soon, he was definitely a, a guy that is worth rostering. And or will he? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you got to have a handcuff for Conner right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the uh, at a game that I'll be at the Vikings versus the Lions uh, in Minnesota, the recently tateless Detroit Lions. Do you guys want to change your picks? Because that trade was made post when we put our picks up. So you're more than welcome to change it. It's six and a half right now yeah. for Minnesota. I changed uh, it. They're favored. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Minnesota six and a half. Give me that all day. Yeah, I I'm think uh, you go first, Justin. Um, I do think that you're going to see a different changing of the guard here. Is Dalvin Cook's probably come back, what, next week? I know yep. he practiced after the bye. today. Yep. Yeah, after the bye, in two weeks. <laughs> yep. Uh, Latavius Murray had a breakout game last time. I think mm-hmm. the trading, like the Lions acquired Sacks, right? Snacks. And yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I think he's going to help bolster that line, even though last week they didn't do that well against the run against the Seattle Seahawks. I think it's a division game, and I still think Detroit's going to be the team to pick here. They're allowing 144 on the, yard, on the ground, 245 in the air right now. You know, it doesn't look good, but seven points is a lot in Minnesota's defense. Hasn't looked great, but I think they're getting Treadwell back, or Rhodes, I mean. Does Rhodes, he practiced Rhodes today. Rhodes closed? He did practice today. He's still oh. questionable. If he plays, I might switch it to Minnesota, but for now I'm going with Detroit. Let's see. Sandejo was limited. Uh, Rhodes was limited. Diggs did not practice. Cook was limited. Linval is questionable. Riley Reef is questionable. Anthony Barr is questionable. Tom Compton is questionable. Rock Thomas did not play. So, who do you have? You have Kirk Cousins, arguably third, fourth best quarterback in the NFL right now. Adam Thielen, no doubt the best wide receiver in the NFL, who doesn't play where Darius Slay is going to catch him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Latavius Murray does look pretty good. Like he had two or three good games so far. And the Lions, like you said, like they should be bolstered on the run game, but they haven't been. And I don't think the Lions have anything to attack the Vikings with right now. You're not worried about any of them. Yeah. No, like, uh, you're, 
I, I, let me ask you this. Is Latavius Murray making it difficult for Dalvin Cook to come back in? No. I don't think so. No. I think Dalvin Cook, uh, Latavius Murray, you got Latavius Murray for this reason. So you can have a backup and be good. Like, you knew Dalvin Cook was coming off ACL injury. You, you didn't know what Dalvin Cook would be this good when he got in the draft, right? You took Latavius Murray last year because you need a running back. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook gets hurt. This is why you have Latavius Murray. Like, they learned from the Sam Bradford experiment. Like, you need a backup quarterback. You need a backup running back. You need to be deep. Mm-hmm. And that's why they have Latavius Murray. But I don't – I mean, if Dalvin Cook comes back, he's a starter. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I just uh, – Latavius Murray's playing awfully well. And, you know, Dalvin Cook hadn't been playing that well, but they also had a rough stretch of games to start the season. So I think as the second half of the season goes, Dalvin Cook could come back and he could come back to be an RB1. Yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cook could – the way they're running now, if if they keep their running attack going with Latavius Murray, Dalvin Cook plugs right in and he has the PPR upside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's a little bit more versatile than uh... – Murray is right now for sure all right so that was it for the Motor City Kitties versus the Vikings uh all of us took the Vikings except for Justin he took Detroit uh and the Vikings are minus six and a half at the time of choosing uh next up we have another Kitties team the Carolina Panthers minus five and a half at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Carolina is five and two one of those kind of surprise teams four and out at home uh, and the Buccaneers are three and four, one and three on the road, not doing well away from uh, Raymond James. And they're going back to old Ryan Fitzmagic. Uh, David's joining us on this round. So, David, what do you feel about Carolina at minus five and a half? Yeah, I really like Carolina here. I mean, they're, you know, they've been sitting there. They've surprised a lot of people this year. And I think they continue to, to keep the trend going. Um, I, don't like Ryan Fitzpatrick enough to think that he's going to be able to win against a good Carolina Panthers team. Panthers have a lot of uh, talent on their offense for sure. And obviously they've been a team that's been known for defense in the past. Um, I think anytime you put the ball in Christian McCaffrey's hands, he's a threat to score. And I think between that and DJ Moore stepping up, I think this is a matchup that's going to just be too much for Tampa Bay to contend with. Yeah. I think uh, McCaffrey's going to do well in this game. Kamar did okay against the Buccaneers. He's kind of a similar back. Uh, it almost feels like a game script problem there, though. I mean, I just don't think they fed him. I think ever since Mark Ingram's came back, like Kamara's usage has just been back yeah. to normal. I'm sorry, but yeah. poor. Um, it's even worse his usage wasn't. I mean, his usage last year wasn't all that great. It was just yeah. he was so efficient on what is what he had for touches. I mean, it right. was just amazing and unsustainable. He's not getting that. Un, he's not getting that like open field play as mm-hmm. much either. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton. I think the big. I, I know this is like, you know, the, the Carolina Panthers and Tampa Bay. My challenge to that would be like, I don't think Ingram and Kamara are adding up to Kamara's usage no, before yet. Ingram came back. So there's something totally good. wrong. Uh, yeah, I took Carolina at minus five and a half as well. Uh, I like Christian McCaffrey in this game. Tampa Bay is really good against the run, but that's just because everyone passes on him. <laughs> and Christian McCaffrey can catch the ball. Mm-hmm. So I'll take that. I also think Devin Funches is going to be a guy to look to start in daily because I think a lot of people are going to be on the DJ Moore train, which is right. But I think Devin Funches gets a lot of looks here as well. Are you starting DJ Moore this week? Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. He's well, my flex starter. Start. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I am on the Carolina bandwagon. Listen, everyone thinks that Ryan Fitzpatrick is good. Let's not forget. Is Cam Newton good? Cam Newton. Sometimes. It depends on the game. Because Cam Newton has 100 yards less passing 
and one less interception than Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. Yeah, but I want to get to this though. All right. Let's look at this. Let's look at this holistically. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Week One, New Orleans Saints, one of the worst teams against the pass, scores four touchdowns, throws for four seventeen. Yeah, I mean it's a bad defense. Week Two, Philadelphia, another bad pass defense, throw four hundred four touchdowns. Week Three, Pittsburgh defense at the time wasn't playing well, threw for another four hundred three touchdowns, three picks. So the wheels were starting to fall off. He was starting to throw more picks, and then it just fell off from under him when he played when he finally played the good defense against the Bears. So uh nine of eighteen, one twenty-six and a pick. They pulled the plug on him. Listen, Carolina is a team that's pretty darn good. Um this year they've only allowed twelve touchdown passes to nine interceptions. I think that's gonna continue here this week. I just don't think you can start Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm. I'm gonna hit you. I'm actually going to believe in Fitzmagic. I don't know necessarily that they're going to win, but I think they at least cover that spread. Yeah. They were a different offense when he came in the game last week. Like he, They crawled back to a tie after he came back and after Jameis had given up so many points and like four picks. And Fitzpatrick's games that he's started in this, well played, and I shouldn't say he started because I think he started against Chicago. 50 points against New Orleans, 39 against Philadelphia, 34 against Pittsburgh. Got benched in Chicago, had a bye, didn't start, didn't start, and then coming in late last week had 23 points. Hmm. Their quarterback position combined is number two in the league. They're going to put up a lot of points. So I'm rolling them out there this week. It says Carolina's 14th against the pass in fantasy points, so middle of the pack. Uh, I I think Tampa can find the magic. I I think their offense is good. They just need to be consistent. Has Jameis taken his last stat, snap as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer? I hope so. If it were me, I would give him the RG three treatment, and so you don't have to pay him next year because mm-hmm. I don't. I think that this last game showed he's probably not the answer there. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think definitely this is this is it for for Jameis. I think he's he's had a long leash and he has mm-hmm. not done well with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would you rather have in this game? Let's say you could start the Tampa Bay tight ends or Greg Olson. Who would you rather start in this game? I'd like OJ Howard myself. Yeah, I'd roll out OJ Howard. You listen, the Bucks are going to pass. They pass all year. They can't run the ball. So more passes equals higher propensity for your tight end to get more points. I love Greg Olson in this game. I'm not going to lie. Greg Olson should go off. Uh, Tampa Bay is awful against the pass, and I think that the receivers are not as good for the Carolina Panthers. I know we talked about Funches and DJ Moore. They're fine. But Greg Olson and Christian McCaffrey, I think, are going to get the majority of the targets. Yeah, I, I'll tell you this. I, I think the biggest player to start this game is Christian McCaffrey. I have him sitting right now in my model I made here for running backs. Uh, he's my number two rated running back this week behind – Oh, sorry, he's my number one running back. Isaiah Crowell, I have as number two. Um, I think he's going to have a big game in the passing game and the running game. He'll have more points via the passing game than he will with the run game, is my projection this week. Wow. Yeah, McCaffrey, uh, McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey owners have kind of been like, they saw how he started, and they were very excited, and then they saw how he started playing, and they were like, mm, McCaffrey might not be the guy we thought he was, because he was, he was the number two player overall. When that when the week like I I have McCaffrey and Kamara in my in our league of record, and I had RB one I had the top two players in fantasy for the first like 
four weeks, and now they're just middle of the pack at best. It's insane. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He's kind of come back to earth here. My only concern with starting him this week is he had the big game last week, so he was worried about touchdown yeah. regression, but he's playing the Buccaneers. So, And I think I think North Turner's finally figured out how to use everybody on the Panthers. Like, they're 5-2 mm-hmm. for a reason. Like, they're going off on offense. They're doing really well. 138 on the ground a game for Carolina. They're looking good. All right, I think we feel good about Carolina-Tampa Bay. This is a game that always ends up being like 6-9 to nine or like 13-12. It's Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Uh, this is a game that has a three-point spread, and we're in Baltimore for this one. Baltimore has been, uh, you know, a normal Baltimore team, losing to teams they shouldn't and winning against teams that they shouldn't either. Mm-hmm. Uh, four and four versus four, two and one. Uh, Pittsburgh probably needs this game more than Baltimore, to be honest. Uh, I think if Baltimore wins, you're going to feel okay about them, but if Pittsburgh loses, you're going to feel real bad. Uh, number one defense in the NFL for the Baltimore Ravens. Who do you got in this game at three points? Yeah, I'll take a stab at this one. I'm rolling out the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, listen, Baltimore is a good team, but they're an inconsistent team. They've shown me that they're good in spots and not great overall. Uh, I just think that the way James Conner is running the ball, the way that Antonio Brown's finally back in lockstep with Big Ben, I think you can roll out any Pittsburgh Steeler this week as a good play. And I think they're going to cover that three points and get the much-needed win and Almost secure Harbaugh's fate. I have a prediction that he might he won't be the coach there next year and could be a Brown, but far that one's a little far fetched. But Whoa, if I'm John. the Browns listen, if the Browns are looking if he gets fired, that's my first coach I'm going after. Do you go after him or Mike McCarthy? Oh, easily Harbaugh. I've never been impressed <laughs> with McCarthy. You yeah. have the best quarterback in the game and you have one Super Bowl. That's fair. And no defense. And no defense. Well, that could be the GM, right? Oh wait. He gone. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, David's back. David, who you got in this one? Baltimore is minus three at home against Pittsburgh. Who do you got? Yeah, I've got Pitt all the way. I mean, just too many offensive weapons on that team for Baltimore to contend with. Um, I I know that Pittsburgh has been missing Le'Veon Bell all year, but they don't seem to have missed a beat at all with James Conner in there at, at running back. And quite frankly, I just don't think Baltimore has the weapons to – to make it happen. I've never been a Flacco believer. I mean, one Super Bowl it just seemed like more of a fluke than anything. I've never liked that guy as a quarterback. So, yep. personal opinion, I guess. Uh, they have already played once, and Baltimore won big. Hmm. Uh, 26-14. In that game, Flacco had 363 and two touchdowns. Connor had 19 yards in that game. So, And that was in Pittsburgh. I think it was raining. I'm pretty sure that game was one of those like classic Pittsburgh-Baltimore garbage fest uh but yeah this this one i have baltimore minus three because of that i think their defense is legit and i think uh big ben on the road is a problem and will continue to be especially in baltimore yeah i'm i'm gonna try to take pit here you kind of convinced me baltimore might be able to pull it out but pittsburgh's deep offense is just there's so many weapons i don't know how you stop them all at once Mm -hmm. um their offensive line is good. I mean, Baltimore got some points put up on them last week, so it, it's possible to do it. I think Pittsburgh's kind of turning a corner. I think their locking, locker room, even without Lev Bell there, is getting under control. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're starting to right the ship and play some good football here as of late, so I'm going to roll with Pitt there. Cool. Justin, who you got? Yeah, I'm with you guys. I, um, I'm gonna, I, I think Pittsburgh's the play here. 
minus plus three for Pitt. Yeah, I mean, in this game, if you get plus three, you're probably going to win because mm-hmm. it's probably going to be like 12 14, like we were talking about earlier. So that's yeah. it's not a bad choice. Next up is uh, two teams that had a, a handshake agreement for a deal and then got it done this week. Demarius Thomas moved to Houston and now he gets to play his old team, the Denver Broncos, who could stayed high to Chris Harris offside, outside of the practice field. This is in Denver. Uh, Houston Texans are five and three. Denver is three and five. Two teams that maybe people thought would be flipped on records this year. Uh, right now, we had it to pick them when at the time. Right now, it's plus one, but uh, pick them. I took Houston. I think their talent is incredible. I think both sides of the ball, they have more talent than Denver does. They are starting to figure out how to use it. Uh, they're only allowing 95 yards on the ground and 258 through the air. And I think Case Keenum is not going to be able to get to anywhere near that. And I think that their running offense is going to be stifled enough to where they can't move the ball. And because of that, I'm going to take Houston in this one. Yep, I'm, I'm going to back you up there. I'm ready to go with Houston. That offense is really clicking on all cylinders. They found a running game, believe it or not. Uh, I mean, they're putting up points. I still don't know that Houston's defense is great, but I think it's good enough to win them a game, especially against the Denver offense that, is going to struggle a little bit, but I'm I'm going to be the one to point out Cortland Sutton being a guy. He's ready to go. He's ready mm-hmm. to start. Get him out there. Um, if you're lucky enough to pick him up off of waivers, or you've held him since week two, good for you. Uh, <laughs> or you drafted him, you know. There we go. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, he's he's my guy, and I'm I'm ready to see what he can do this year. Yeah. Do you think he is flex start here on out? I think he could be a wide receiver too, with wide receiver one upside. Wow. Even That's, with Emmanuel Sanders being there and Case Keenan being the quarterback? Yeah, Case has, Case has shown that he likes him. He likes going deep to him. Uh, yeah. Sutton, Sutton led the team last week in, uh, in receiving yards. Mm-hmm. So, And he, he's he been getting a couple of touchdowns down in the red zone. I think he's a good red zone target. I mean, I think, they'll, I think those will be two wide receivers that really complement each other very well, and they have a very different game. Yeah, I, I'm taking Houston this one, guys. Um, listen, I'm taking Houston, but I want to, I want you to focus on the player. I know you said, Ben, they're not going to run the ball well, mm-hmm. but do realize that Houston does give up a lot of passing receptions to the running back. Totally. So I think Philip Lindsay is a very playable – Philip Lindsay and Devontae Booker are both startable this week. Um, average at eight catches, 17 yards a catch, the Houston Texans are. So I'm feeling comfortable rolling out any of those running backs this week. Um, I still think Houston's going to run the ball well. I look for Lamar Miller to have a career day, and the Texans will put him to bed. So uh, Denver will be down throughout the game passing. So Houston's going to win this one, I I believe. Is Royce Freeman bad, or did the Broncos not know how to use him? Both. No, I I just don't think the coaches are good at all. I think that the problem is is – they have two good running backs that complement each other, but they don't know how to use the complementary pieces together. Um, I mean, Philip Lindsay's more of a speed guy, but Royce Freeman should be playing a lot more at the mm-hmm. goal line. I know he's hurt right now, but he's a tank and he's also fast. You could have traded either one of them for a draft pick as well if you wanted to, because Denver needs a lot of draft picks. Yeah, definitely, definitely. David, the uh, pick'em line. What are you feeling, Denver or Houston? I personally just think that Houston doesn't have all the pieces there this week with Will Fuller out for the season. Demaryius Thomas is a really late ad, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that they're going to be clicking on all cylinders to take out Denver at home. 
I don't feel particularly strong about this, but I just don't, I just feel off about it is all. And it just seems too obvious a pick to pick Houston in this situation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means Denver is going to come out and slap you in the face. So yeah, <laughs> it could definitely you know, happen like that. The thing you, you're all right, Gleason, in the fact that when Will Fuller is out of the lineup, Deshaun Watson is terrible. Yeah. Will Fuller gives them the, the breakout play potential. And when he's not playing, especially if Kiki Kuti's out as well, I mean, yeah. it could be a really big trap game because Denver's pass defense is not a joke. Their pass defense is really good. I know I'm saying that a week after they got burned for four touchdowns, but it's Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, yeah. Do you think uh, Demarius Thomas is wide receiver three when the Houston's are healthy, like talent-wise? At least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's probably a two. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a narrow I, route tree. I don't know. I'm not a big Demarius Thomas fan. I think he's past his prime. I think I still think the best receiver down there is always going to be DeAndre, and I think he's going to get even more looks now with – Fuller out. I'm not a big fan of Thomas, but I could be surprised. Sure. Uh, next up, we have the LA Clippers, uh, five and <laughs> two, and the Seattle Seahawks, the Truthers, four and three. Uh, this is in Seattle, uh, and they are a two and a half point favorite at the opening. Uh, I took the Chargers. I think the Chargers are better than people give them credit for. If you look at their schedule, who have they lost to? Uh, let's see. The, the Rams and the Chiefs by 10 points and 13 points. That's it. I That's trust the Chargers. I trust Philip Rivers. I don't trust Russell Wilson. I don't trust that offensive line. Give me the plus two and a half for the Chargers. I will take that all day. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Ben. Chargers all day. The only thing that worries me is the health of the most important player, and that's Melvin Gordon. I mean, mm-hmm. Anthony Lynn is just ridiculously good at calm plays for him. Um, I think they nailed that head coaching hire out of the ball, out of the park. Um, I like the Chargers. Um, I don't know one's going to be there to watch him. Oh, that's in Seattle. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> They'll actually They'll have more there. fans in Seattle than they did in LA. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I think the Chargers in this one seems easy, but it, it sometimes it is just that easy. Melvin Gordon was limited in practice this week. Do you start – is uh, Eckler an instant start if he's out? RB2. Oh, he always. Anthony Lynn is just he's the he's a everyone talks about these quarterback whispers. Anthony Lynn is a running back whisperer. He knows exactly what plays to run for his running backs. Definitely. Definitely. Are you worried about any of the Seattle wide receivers? Are you starting any of them? Like do you do you take do you like a locket this week? Do you like Doug Baldwin this week? Do you like anybody? I think you can start in the defense the the Chargers defense is probably one of their weaknesses until Bosa's back. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally was debating putting Lockett in this week in my fantasy. Um, I had a feeling about him last week and I didn't play him. So I almost said play him this week because I didn't play him again, but I don't think lightning is going to strike twice on him. I think you're going to see a Doug Baldwin get his first touchdown this year. Probably Lockett to me feels like you're losing a lot after the afternoon games and you need a home run at a flex spot. You put Lockett in because he can go off for two <laughs> touchdowns. What about David Moore? Mm, I mean, you don't you don't think he's consistent? I don't. No, he feels like Devontae mm. Parker to me. Like he's gonna have one or two good games. And Deshaun Jackson, he's that kind of like one or two good games. Everybody's gonna pick him up, and then he's gonna be garbage the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, I I think from what I've heard, they really like his talent. He's a he looks like a big body guy with good body control. I, you know who he, that sounds like? Mike Williams for the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, they're, I, I think they're similar type yeah. of guys. Um, the thing that worries me with Seattle is just their passing volume. I mean, 
Russell Wilson threw what three touchdowns on like 14 completions last week or something crazy. Uh, that's what worries me the most. I mean, you can watch Seattle. I think they're much more of a running based team now sure. uh, with the offensive coordinator switch. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I liked, I like the kid. I think he's done all right. Uh, I hope he continues. I, I went after him on waivers, but I got outbid by $2. Oof. So, but it's okay. I don't think I would have had room to keep him anyways. Um, I'm going Seattle here though. That's, I think that they're going to run the ball and Chris Carson's going to have another good week. Uh, yeah. Chris Carson. So that running back situation, is it settled now? Is it Chris Carson all the way for this for last? I mean, last couple of weeks it has, but going forward, I, I don't know that we know. Yeah. I picked up Rashad Penny just because, uh, you don't spend a first round draft pick on a running back and not try and play him. I know he's out of shape and just the, the book has been written on him, but, uh, I gotta believe they're gonna give him a chance, if not this year, next year. So, I think Carson's more than likely the guy, but Carson also has an injury history, so um, there could be opportunity for Penny further down the line. I know we only we're over halfway done with the year, but I think Penny will get some shots. It just depends on the week. Do you think in fantasy we overreacted to the Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara rookie sensations and spent too much on Royce Freeman and on Rashad Penny? Obviously, Saquon is the the outlier. He is the guy. But the other rookie running backs, do you think that we have spent too much on that? Like in a reaction to Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara? No, I think that the running I think there was a lot of great running backs. Sure. That's that's personally you know, I as you know, I made a lot of trades in our dynasty to get rookie running backs. But Sonny Michelle's good. Carry mm-hmm. Johnson's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um Todd or not Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's really <laughs> he good. He is pretty Todd good. The guy. <laughs> but Saquon's <laughs> also really good. And yeah. I think Royce is good. It's just like we said earlier, just bad game scripting. I think this might go down as one of the best running back classes over the next six or seven years here. I mean, there's no one coming out next year other than Bryce Love. So yeah. if you needed a rookie running back in a dynasty, this was the year to get one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, David, you're looking at Seattle and the clip show. Who do you feel? Yeah, big fan of uh, Seattle here. This is a game that matters for both of these teams in a big way. I mean, both of them still have wild card hopes. They're not selling off by any means for next year. And I think Seattle at home, anytime when you, you get that, they just seem to have that 12th man advantage. I'm going to mm-hmm. take them by a field goal against a, a Chargers team that I don't disagree with you, Ben, at all. I mean, I think they're good, but I just don't think they overcome Seattle in the end, just based on the fact that, you know, Russell Wilson and his team seem to be playing a little better um, yeah. as of late. So, And the Chargers are usually the team that, like, lose to a good team. Like they do well yeah. against like the Browns, the Titans, and then they play someone like Seattle, who's like middle of the pack, and they lose. That's usually what they do. They crumble. That's a fair pick. Uh, next up, we have the other LA team, the one that people care about, the Rams, undefeated at the New Orleans Saints. Somehow this didn't get flexed into the game. We have to watch Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady circle jerk each other for three hours instead. Uh, but the Rams and the Saints are playing, and the Rams are a two and a half point favorite on the road. New Orleans has looked really good. Their defense is turning it up as of late. Uh, Lad, like you said earlier, they started off really rough. Lately, they're averaging 74 yards on the ground and 315 through the air, uh, which plays right into the Rams' playbook, honestly. Like, they don't, Todd Gurley's going to find a way. Uh, and the Rams' defense got better because they added Dante Fowler as a pass rusher. And I think that's going to come into play against Drew Brees here. Uh, so. I took the Rams at the minus two and a half because anytime they only need to score a field goal to win, it's, I'm, I'm going to take them. David, how do you feel about that one? Is 
Steve, how do you feel about that one? <laughs> I like I like the way you're talking. Uh, the Rams cover the spread. The last week was one of the few weeks they haven't. They had the chance to, and Gurley fell down at the goal line, so they could keep the ball away from Rodgers to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm betting against the Rams anytime soon. Uh, I like them three over New Orleans. I don't think New Orleans is going to be able to stop them on offense. Yeah, I think I'm going to fall into group think here. Uh, Rams all day. Highest rated quarterback this week is Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you, don't play Robert Woods this week in daily. Everyone and their mother seems to be playing Robert Woods. The play this week is a Brandon Cooks. Hasn't had one of those stat-changing games. I think this is a week he goes off for two touchdowns. It's a revenge game. So, so Goff and Cooks are my two players to play this week. Um, you will not be sad you did. The only problem is Goff will probably be one of the highest-played quarterbacks this week. Yeah, Goff is going to be expensive this week. Uh, Gurley, Kamara, Mark Ingram, do you think all of them are RB1s um, this week? I'm not playing Gurley this week, but I'm also trying to fade Gurley. Interesting. Steve, what, what do you think? You're fading Gurley? I'm sorry. I just my brain shut off when you said that. Yeah, I, I don't. What I don't are you talking fade Gurley ever? Gurley. I I try and fade Gurley mainly because the last two weeks, the thing, the ones I've been playing in, he's been played sixty percent of the time. So it's a lot of a numbers game. If if he goes off for you and he's an RB one, it doesn't do you any good. Meaning, if he goes off, he's not. Everyone already has him, so he's not going to benefit you. You're just playing with everyone else so that way you're playing him not to lose i guess okay so in daily you're fading todd Gurley. yeah so you have to play other people oh okay that makes way more sense i thought you're fading him in like real life I was like, what are you no about? sorry i should have explained that better <laughs> that makes way more sense okay yeah totally yeah i get that you want to be the one who picks rb4 who started off as like rb20 yep and everyone else picked rb3 which was Correct. three times the money and then you get wide receiver one and two yeah, correct. Totally. Absolutely. No, that's the right play. I totally agree with that. I think uh, the Kamara Ingram thing is really frustrating me as a Kamara and Ingram owner because I feel like when I drafted them, I felt like I could start both of them, and now I feel like I can't start either of them confidently. I'm starting Kamara because it's Kamara. He's going to go off. Yeah. But I don't feel as good about him. And I also have McCaffrey, and I don't feel as good about him. So it's just it's a rough spot, I think, for Kamara owners right now. Yeah, I, I it'll be a rough game for both running backs, I think. Uh, I mean, the Rams' defense is no joke, and New Orleans' run defense is really good. So if you're starting Todd Gurley, it's because of the passing game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he'll get eight receptions and a touchdown. He just always yeah. scores. Yep. He's like, what, 16 touchdowns already? It's insane. Yeah, it's a ridiculous pace. Yeah, so everybody's taking the Rams. That's a good choice. Uh, mm-hmm. I think anytime you get the Rams with, like, anything Less other than, than a eight points. Yeah, exactly. You're taking it. You're taking it. It's a guarantee. Okay. I guess we'll talk about this one. The Battle of the Twelves, Aaron versus Tom. God. Uh, three, three, and one Green Bay Packers playing the six and two New England Patriots. Um, the Packers are a six and a half point dog on the road against New England. I'm taking Green Bay because I think they're going to be. It's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's no way he loses by two touch, by a, by a touchdown. To the Patriots. He he won't let that happen. The only reason he lost to the Rams was because Ty Montgomery had a hissy fit and decided to run out of the end zone. And they traded him for a seventh round pick next year. <laughs> so if anyone does anything like that again, they're just going to be like burned at the stake in Green Bay with cheese curds or something. So I I trust Green Bay to come out of this alive. 
and probably competitive up to the end, which means I'll have to watch the whole game, which will be even more annoying. Hmm. I hate both these teams, if you couldn't tell. This is just god-awful. I'd rather watch San Francisco and Oakland. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Me... Actually, no, I wouldn't. Just kidding. I would <laughs> no, not say that. No, you'd rather, you'd rather just play Madden. Yeah. Play <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd rather play Unreal Football than yeah. watch real Can I do Madden Fortnite football? instead of this? Or does that work? <laughs> Listen, th- I'm picking Green Bay strictly because the game script fits Green Bay this one. Uh, New England has no running backs right now. Green Bay's yep. biggest vulnerability is the run game. Yeah. Seven points is a lot, and you still have 12 at the other side. See, see what I did there? Oh, yeah, what, 12. 12. And 12. Yeah, get it. So uh, I think it's gonna. Uh, Patriots will probably win, but I think it'll be a field goal game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, this game I'll probably watch it because I love football. But um, do you like either of these teams? Like, does anybody like either of these teams? I, I like Green Bay. I used to like the Patriots, and then became a Bills fan. And ever since Rob Gronkowski decided to jump on top of Tredavious's white head, I oh, hate yeah. a team more than the Patriots. Yeah, uh, just the dirtiest, most scumbag play I've ever seen a player do. And then he got up. He got up like Randy from South Park. Like, what would I do? What up? I thought this was America. <laughs> Just come on, dude. Grow up. We're moving on to Cleveland. That's why I should start every New England Patriots segment. We're moving on to New England. <laughs> it's just gone off. All right, Steve. What do you got? I'm taking New England. Um, oh, I have I like hopes. Green Bay. Yeah. Hey, just because he likes them, he doesn't even need to pick it. Need to I took the Vikings. Him. That was a Let's silly hear. choice. Steve's yeah. just picking New England because he's trying to get some picks back. That's true. He does need to be the contrarian a lot because he is uh, five back. He's just digging himself in a deeper hole until last week. <laughs> last week I did okay. I you just, did. I should have picked some that I didn't pick, and I would have made up some ground. But if only we could all do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if New I could England. have saw the scores, I would have picked a lot. Oh, dude. Yeah. That would be yeah. so much easier. Uh. <laughs> New England's actually been playing pretty well of late. They've been blowing people out pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, Sony Michelle can come back and play. I don't know that it's it might be a long shot, but he's he did, went through the walkthrough yesterday. Um, if they can get him back, they can bruise. I don't think Green Bay's defense has played better this year, but I don't know that they can contain the Patriots for the whole game. Um, Green Bay finds ways to lose. Like if you watch the game last week, they had the lead. They were blowing the Rams out. Didn't even look like it was going to be a game and then blew it. And mm-hmm. I just, I see something like that going again here. Um, New England's defense has been playing really well of late. They've had a, a special teams or defensive touchdown the last couple of games. If they're out there on your waiver wire and need a defense for all these bye weeks, that's definitely one to pick up. Hmm. Um, Can I? Yep. Sorry. Yep. Go for it. Oh, uh, I'll, well, I'll, I'll start the conversation after we wrap up this game because I have okay. going to pick with our host. Wow. <laughs> oh, uh, good. Can't wait. Uh, new, I, I got New England here. Perfect. All right, All pick right. the bone. All right, so just so we're clear here, uh, you missed yeah. the game. You, you don't have the game of the week in our picks this week, and I'm kind of what appalled. Game? What game? Uh, the Bills at the Bears. Oh, is that a real game? That's a real game, and it's not no, a sheet, not. guys. Really? Bills play the Bears this week? Oh, they do. Yeah. All right, let's talk about it. <laughs> All right, Bears are a 10-point favorite. We tried to have them. another bye week with them, but it just listen, didn't work. Listen, yeah, they the are. Peter man, you cannot discount the Peter man. What, I'm not discounting him. Gonna throw? Yeah. Or... <laughs> I'm giving him credit for all those interceptions and touchdowns he's going to throw to the Bears. The only reason, strictly the only reason why I want to talk about this game is because I'm telling you, the Bears defense display is kind of like starting a quarterback against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I mean, literally, Nathan Peterman's playing, so I expect the Bears to have two pick sixes. And I'm going to need it this week in our league of record, but my gosh, it is just 
it's bad. Yeah, I mean, does Nathan Peterman know which way he's supposed to throw the ball? If he does, he doesn't show up very well. Okay. Who do you think they should have instead of Nathan Peterman? Any quarterback available? I mean, they picked, they signed Matt Barkley today, which was awful. Sick. I don't know. The only reason why they why this wouldn't have happened is, but if I'm the Bills, I would have called the Jets months ago to try and not get Teddy Bridgewater, but uh, what's his face? Josh McCown. Back, Josh McCown. Yeah. I mean, that should have been the guy they targeted, but it's Sorry. in the division, so they probably wouldn't have done it. You know they could have um, traded for? You know they should have signed. You know they could Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, they probably could trade for Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, but Tyrod's so young, he's still a future. They want to get an old guy that can mentor him and that they don't have to commit to long-term. That's why I felt like McCown was the best choice. Could have also gotten Kaepernick. And listen, if you're signing Matt Barkley, you can't tell me that Colin Kaepernick is worse than Matt Barkley. Right. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's the argument that he's been using a lot. Is like there are 60 bad quarterbacks. Like, this is – where am I? So yeah, Bears I, are foreign. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying, sorry, I, I take that back. Uh, Kaepernick, the, Kaepernick should be signed because you're starting again. Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Sorry. Nathan interception Peterman. Pick six Peterman. Pick six Peterman. Yeah, so the Bears are four and three, probably gonna be five and three. Although they could pull a Vikings and like lose. And then uh Bills are two and six. Uh do you start Jordan Howard or LaShawn McCoy in this game? Yes. I don't think I start LaShawn, but I would start I think Howard could basically off a of game script do it well. Get a touchdown. Yeah. Let's I'm going to be contrarian here. I told everyone to sit Sonny Michelle the week he played the Bears. That was the right call. I'm going to tell you to play LaShawn McCoy, and I'll tell you why. There is nothing else the Bills can do but try and run the ball because they do not want Peterman throwing the football. I think Peterman will have less than 10 pass attempts this game. The Bills, literally, the, the Bills literally just want to get out of this game injury-free. That's probably true. Uh, they just got uh, Terrell Pryor, too. They did, but he probably won't. He doesn't. He's probably no, not he won't play this there. week. He won't be there. But LaShawn McCoy has 257 yards this year on 75 He carries. does, uh, but he has his. He's picked it up as of late. He's no been, touchdown. No touchdowns, but he's been receive. He's been playing it up as a receiver lately. Uh-huh. Um, I added him down below later for us to go over. But uh, some tricky stats about McCoy. I'll tell you, he's a lot better than you think he would. Be. Sneaky good, huh? All right. Well, that would well, be sneaky. A, sneaky, not terrible. That would be uh, news to me. So. Uh, Speaking of sneaky good, neither of these teams, Tennessee Titans and Dallas Cowboys, three and four apiece. Uh, it seems like this, this is the Monday night game, so you get Jason Witten talking about, I don't know, nothing. Uh, for three hours. Yeah. yeah, he'll talk about how great Dak Prescott is throwing 150 yards. And then the other guy, Marcus Mariota, will throw for 103 yards. And they'll both be like praise for how good they are at quarterback. Uh, Tennessee is a four-point dog, and I took Tennessee to cover that. I think their defense is better than we're giving them credit for, and I think Dallas's offense is not good still. Even with Amari Cooper, I think you put Malcolm Butler on there and kind of contain that enough to where it'll be like 12-10, and the Titans will win. So I'll take Titans. Hmm. Say I'm going to be the Dallas homer here. I'm going Dallas. Their defense is better than people realize. They're actually a much better team at home than they are on the road. I want to say their wins and losses correlate with whether they're at home or on the road. You right. got it. Right. Um, so I'm going Dallas for that reason, basically. Uh, we don't really know what Tennessee is. I think Dallas is coming off a bye, too. They should be healthy. They're ready to go. Uh, they got Amari Cooper in there. Hopefully he knows the playbook well enough to get in there most of the pass plays, be a difference maker for him. 
Um, I'm in, I'm interested to see what they can do out, out coming out of the bye here. Do you think Conor McGregor shows up and makes them win again? I think he should. They should probably give him a call. They should sign him. Uh, I think Amari um, Cooper is not going to have an impact because one, he's not a good wide receiver, and two, Dak Prescott doesn't know how to throw downfield. Yeah, yeah, it, no, that's what interests me. It's just what's what's the offense going to look like now with Amari? Is it does is it really change that much, or is it going to be just like Dez, where it's like, well, is Dez that bad, or is Dak just not finding him? I don't think Dak knows how to look that far downfield. I don't think Dak does. I think Dez is – I'm surprised Dez is not a team, but I got to ask you, Steve, as a Cowboys fan, does it give you pause when Derek Carr has his best game of the season without Amari Cooper? <laughs> um, not really because, I mean, you really looked at who he threw the ball to. He had eight receptions at least from his from one running back. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, where sure was he much. really throwing? He wasn't throwing downfield either. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I'm taking Dallas in this one actually. Um, I get. I, I thought about it a little bit more. I like Mariota, but Dallas defense is pretty good. And yeah, Tennessee. They still employ Derrick Henry, so strictly based on that. It's I true. Can't. They don't give him the ball, but they sure pay him. Hey, he got a touchdown last week. Yahoo, you know, actually, he fell forward. You know, <laughs> Yahoo actually said today that you should be rostering him, and I oh, thought good. to my, I thought to my head, I'm like, Ben Nicholas literally said two weeks ago he wanted to drop him in a dynasty. Yep, I did. Yeah, I sure did, and I still would. And I still think he's you garbage. Should. He's garbage. Yeah, because you pick him up. I probably would, but I'd, end up I'd trade him for him. something. I get, I get like third round pick for him. I'll give you a fifth. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't need a third quarterback. Thanks, though. Okay, so we're starting to. You know, it's Halloween today. Uh, week ten falls on Halloween, uh, so we're going to do a one-time only game. It's called Trick or Treat. So I'm going to give you a player. You tell me for the rest of the season, is it worth it, a.k.a. a treat, or a bad idea, a.k.a. a trick? Got it? Feel good? Yes, sir. All right, first one is Dalvin Cook. We talked about him earlier. We talked about Latavius Murray. We talked about that offensive line. Because of all that, I am going to say he is a trick for the rest of the year. He will not live up to what you think he's going to be, A, which you already know. B, I think even if he does come back, it's going to be split backfield at best. Hmm. I'm going to go treat just because I think he's got the receiving work. It's about the time where teams start kind of falling down. Um, run Injuries happen, and I think that he can surprise some people and make some plays and get some touchdowns on a good offense. Decent. Yeah, I have him as a treat. Uh, that offensive line's been blocking better as of late. The only reason that's going to give me pause for a trick is going to be um, splitting time with Latavius Murray because he's been doing so well. Yeah, Latavius Murray, I think, is the reason he's a trick, is that it's going to be a split backfield at best. Like, it's just the way it's going to go. All right, next one up, we have Leonard Fournette going into a bye week this week and hopefully back next week. That's what they were saying earlier. Uh, I'm putting Leonard Fournette as a treat. Now, I might be biased because I'm in a league where someone dropped him and I picked him up, what? and I'm hoping he's a treat. What? Yeah, yeah it's great. Play with potatoes? 100%. Eight of them. It's great. <laughs> So I think Leonard Fournette is going to be healthy. And Blake Portals has played his way to the point where they're going to give him the ball 30 times. Fournette. They're going to give Fournette Mm -hmm. the ball 30 times. So I think Fournette is good the rest of the year. I'll take him as a treat. Justin, who do you got? Trick or treat? Uh, I have him as a trick. And uh, here's why. His first game, he played the New York Giants. 
who aren't that great. He only put up, he only had nine rushes for 41 yards. Um, then he got hurt and strained the hamstring. Then he came back week four, had 11 carries for 30 yards and a catch. And then he hurt his hamstring again. I don't know what the guy is doing, but he can't seem to stay on the field. And he's played in two games and strained the hamstring twice. It gives, gives me pause for concern. If I am the owner, I am trying to sell him right now for Le'Veon Bell. Mm. You'd rather have Le'Veon Bell than Leonard Fournette? Yes. Wow. All right. Well, fair enough. Steve, who do you got for Leonard Fournette? Trick or treat? I have him as a treat, and I have him being the, the bell cow, beating down defenses, hiding Blake Bortles from the rest of the defense. They need him. They miss him. Uh he is their style of football, and without him, they don't quite know what to do on offense. That's fair. I think that's completely right right now. The way that they're playing on offense looks lost, and I think they need something like him. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on, we have someone I have been all about hating the last two weeks after <laughs> I made a trade, Jordan Howard. Trick or treat the rest of the year? Justin, what are you feeling? I have Jordan Howard as a treat. Listen, he's not going to week any week. But the way you have Howard right now is you have him in the flex. Listen, I have him in my flex in another league as well. I don't think he's what, doing what you drafted him to do. Mm-hmm. But I think he is a definite flex-worthy play. Um, the biggest thing I want to see the Bears do is come out in two running back sets. I uh-huh. think that would alleviate the pressure. You have mm-hmm. Cohen on one side and Howard on the other. Mm-hmm. And then you can set him up the middle or you can do a toss play to on. Cohen on the right side. But I think he's going to be a treat the rest of the way. They're starting to use him more towards how they want. They're starting to use him more towards his strengths instead of trying to rush, rush him outside. They're actually running him up the middle. Yeah, um, He's a definite player this week. He only had – the last two weeks he's put up 10 points or more. So I think yep. he's going to be a treat the rest of the way. Totally agree. I think they're starting to use him right, and they got a touchdown last week. That's huge. That's what he needs. He should be the goal line guy. And I don't know why they'd ever let Mitch Trubisky pass within five yards of the goal line. Like <laughs> he misses people open. So, treat. I'm, I'm having him as a treat. Steve, what do you got? I have him as a trick. I just don't quite trust that usage. Um, he's kind of game script dependent if they would get behind for some reason. I mean, it just seems like he disappears. Uh, his yards per carry, I mean, I think he ran the ball 20 times last week and got like 80 yards. So, mm-hmm. he's right about a four-yard clip on that. But, I mean, he just – he has – hasn't had big plays this year. I think that's what you're really missing with him, where he mm-hmm. was at least in that traditional offense last year. He could break off a 20, 30 yard run. Mm-hmm. And this year that's just been absent and they're not using him in space in the passing game, but that's kind of why Cohen is there at the same time. So sure. Um, I, I just don't trust it right now and he'll have weeks. He'll have weeks where he's okay, but um, I just don't trust him over the long haul. So on to the next one, the one that was involved in our league of record trade, Kenyon mm-hmm. Drake. Uh, I have a sweet tooth, so I'm going treat. I think in PPR only, he's going to be a treat. Like you said, they started figuring out how to throw the ball to him. If he gets five targets a game, he's going to be useful the rest of the year in a flex spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's definitely that guy that catches the ball. Big. He's he's a big play. He, that's what you're looking at. He's boomer bust as a running back. Uh, he's getting that 50 yard touchdown, or he's getting like an average eight points a game for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last couple of weeks have at least been, he's being used. He's being, I think he's our goal line back. I mean, for whatever reason, they don't like Gore down there as much. And he, he just seems to be getting the ball where it counts. And I think that he has Osweiler's trust quite a bit too. Totally. Yeah. I like it. Justin, what do you think on Kenny on Drake? 
I am not to be tricked around here, so I think this is another trick. Listen, mm. last five games, here's the carries. He's been getting three carries, six carries, 13, 6, and 12. Uh, he's had a touchdown the last two weeks on the ground, which has saved his stat line. Uh, like I said, the only reason you're starting him is because of his catches. But again, the last five games, he has two catches for – or sorry, he has one catch for 13 yards, seven for 69, his best game, then four for 21, four for 15, and two for 37. He had a big game last week because he had a touchdown on the ground and a touchdown through the air. So that 23-and-a-half he got in PPR is a little bit deceiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a trick the rest of the way. Good. Cool. Uh, next up, we have the young quarterback of the year, Mitch Trubisky. Steve, how are you feeling on Mitch Trubisky? I like him as a treat. I said the other last week or two weeks ago that I would rather have him over Tom Brady the rest of the season in fantasy. I'm going to stick by that and say if you're looking for a Chiefs offense light, that's kind of the Bears right now. Uh, he's really been able to do it all, put the ball in the right places and let get the ball to his playmakers and let them do the work for him. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Fantasy, it all counts the same. Um, yeah. I'm going to say treat. Cool. Justin, how do you feel? Uh, he's a trick again. Um, listen, he's played against some bad teams. He's got some bad teams left on his schedule. Uh, I want to see how he does against Buffalo this week. If Buffalo somehow finds a way to win this game, it's because Trubisky's messed this game up for him. Uh, the best past events he's played was against Seattle and Arizona. Mm-hmm. He had 20 fantasy points that game in a six-point league. And against Arizona, he had six points for the game. And that's with six-point passing touchdowns. Um, he's got the Giants and the Rams left on his schedule and the Bills. So he'll do you well in the playoffs. He's got Green Bay and San Francisco. But I think overall, if in true football terms, he's a trick. Fantasy, he's meh. Yeah, I agree with you on it. I think it's a trick. And I think his schedule is not as good as you think it is. Buffalo's good against the pass. Detroit has Darius Slay, and they've actually done pretty well against the pass. Minnesota twice. You have to play Minnesota, and that last game is a championship game, and it's probably going to be for a playoff spot. So everyone's going to be playing in that game, and I think that's going to be rough. The Rams right before the playoffs. The Giants have a really good pass defense the week before that. Uh, it's just it's a rough go for Mitch Trubisky. I don't trust him. Josh Gordon, next man up. Trick or treat. Justin, what are you thinking? I have a treat. My sweet tooth's going to kick in on this one. Listen, Josh Gordon is starting to learn the offense. Brady's going to use him. They did not get a receiver this time at the trade deadline, so Mm. Gordon's going to be their best receiver they have. They still have Gronk, who, once he's healthy, he's Gronk. He's their downfield threat. I like him all the way. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the fact that they didn't push harder for Demarius Thomas shows you that Josh Gordon is legit. Uh, And it sounds like the, the reporting on the late to practice or whatever it was where he was getting, he was going to miss the first quarter was completely wrong because he played the first play he could He started. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So Josh Gordon all the way. Yeah. That's just another bill of, or bill of cheats or bill of tricks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this typical you hear, it's like, yeah, well, everybody bench him. And it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, I just, I have him as a trick that that's an offense that likes to spread the ball around uh, I mean, you've got Gronk, Edelman, James White are going to be the main targets, and whatever's left over goes to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jordan or Gordon could be a guy that comes on at the end of the season and wins you a league. I think I think that's possible. I just don't think it's going to be consistent enough that you're going to want to put him in as a wide receiver two every week and trust him. Hmm. That's fair enough. Uh, last one up, LaShawn McCoy, trick or treat. Justin, what do you got? I have a treat on this one. It's my homerism kicking in, but listen, let me give you some stats. The last three games McCoy has finished because week seven he got hurt like the second play of the game. Mm-hmm. He's not getting it done on the ground. I know the first uh, 
three weeks back, he played. He had 24 carries for 85 yards, which was decent. Then he had two receptions for 23 yards, 16 carries the next week for 73 yards, three catches for 21. His last game, he did it through the air, six catches for 82 and uh, 12 attempts for 13 yards. So he's averaging the last three games he's played over 100 scrimmage yards. PPR is going to get you a couple points there. So he's averaging over 10 points. I think he's a good RB2 slash flex. He's by no means an RB1, but his schedule gets really easy. The last four games he plays Miami, New York Jets, Detroit Lions, and the Patriots. So You almost had me. Uh, Jets are not easy. They allowed like 40 or 50 yards on the ground a game or 80 or something like that. It's bad. Uh, LaShawn McCoy's on the Bills still, so it's a trick because you know the name. You expect something good, but it's still going to be just a an awful offensive experience for the Bills, and I don't trust LaShawn McCoy to be a part of that. Historically bad, by the way. The worst ever is what it's going to, as in shape, turn out to be. Hashtag Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Steve, I think about LaShawn McCoy. Um, I'm going trick, mostly just because the offense he's around. He just There's just nothing, like Justin said, there's nothing but him on that offense right now. Mm. They're gonna, they got a quarterback that's just not going to be able to get him in a scoring position. He hasn't scored a touchdown this year. There's a reason for that. I... I would try to get as much as you can before the deadline on name value alone, and hopefully somebody else feels that way, that he would be good. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you can trade LaShawn McCoy right now, please do. <laughs> uh, Lad, would you trade? I gave him up earlier. Um, I tried trading him all year to anyone that would listen, and uh, I gave up McCoy and Carrion to get Joe Mixon and a little bit of extra draft capital for keeper league. But uh, I feel good about it getting mixed out of it. I, I felt good on that return. I yep. was trying to keep McCoy as long as I could to see if I could reap the benefits for those final four games, but I'm just not good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, McCoy's just rough. So we're going to move on to a quick version of buy, sell, drop. We're going to do one round of it. And it's going to be a couple interesting people that I think we've talked about earlier. Uh, and it's going to be these guys right here. Marlon Mack, Carrion Johnson, Austin Eckler. It's people that we usually don't talk about with buy-sell drop because they're you know middle-of-the-road running backs. But they're all starting to come around and be starters. So Marlon Mack, Carrion Johnson, Austin Eckler. Steve, who are you buying? Who are you selling? Who are you dropping? I am buying Marlon Mack. Um He's been fantastic the last two weeks. It's an offense that is a good offense. I wasn't sure how they'd be able to run the ball, but for they've been able to do something with him. Um, carry on, I'm going to sell. I think you've got a couple good weeks on him. Uh, his schedule coming up is brutal. There is a mm. lot of red. Just owners beware. I mean, if you bought him, just be careful because he's got some tough matchups coming up. Yeah. Um, I'm dropping Eckler. I, he's a handcuff, basically. Had a couple good games early on in the year, but it's just, I just don't think it's quite there. Fair enough. I'm going to buy Marlon Mack. Totally agree with you there. I think he's taking over. He's the guy. Go with him. I'm selling Eckler because I think, A, Carrion Johnson's schedule is so bad that it's harder to sell him. And B, Melvin, Marvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, (laughs) Melvin Gordon's injury concerns are going to make him more sellable right now. So I'm going to try to sell on someone who's scared, especially if I own Eckler and not Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll just drop Carrion Johnson because that schedule is brutal. It's rough. Mm-hmm. Justin, how do you feel about these? So I'm going to sell Marlon Mack because he is outperforming everyone's expectations. 
Um, I don't think it's going to stay that way. I think there's a reason why Indianapolis was looking for running backs all season. All season. I mean, at one point to start the season, we legitimately thought that Christian Michael was going to start for them. That's true. I, I think this is a mirage. I think he's going to fall off the map. Andrew Luck's making him look better than he is. So I'm selling him for anything I can get right now. I'm buying on Johnson. Schedule looks rough, but he's having a great year uh, yards per carry-wise, averaging about five yards a pop. <laughs> I like what he's doing with the football. Um, and if you're in a keeper league, you definitely have to buy on because he's going to only yeah. get better next year once these players fall off there. And I'm dropping Austin Eckler just because uh, the other two players are simply better. Eckler's good, but he really only holds he really only holds flavor in PPR formats to my liking. Sure, yeah, I think it's totally legit. Uh, so your daily low price starts if you're doing daily fantasy and you have a stacked lineup because you did keep Todd Gurley in your lineup and you need some cheap guys to put around him. This is where you're going to go. So at quarterback, I have a guy named Derek Carr, fifty four hundred dollars. We talked about him earlier. So on DraftKings. I think he's worth two or three touchdowns because it's a Thursday night game, and who knows what the hell's going to happen. Uh, next up at running back, I have Adrian Peterson, Latavius Murray. Both of them are worthwhile starts. AP six thousand, Latavius Murray's fifty one hundred. I think you can't go wrong with either one of them as your RB two because that's what you're spending on that spot. Wide receiver, I'm going John Brown fifty eight hundred, Sammy Watkins forty nine hundred, Danny Amendola forty seven hundred. Any one of those three can play any one of my wide receiver positions, and I feel great about it, especially with the PPR and DraftKings. Makes me feel like any of those are startable. Kyle Rudolph, 3,800 as a tight end. I think the Motor City Kitties are going to have a hard time stopping him and Kirk Cousins this week, especially with Stephon Diggs hurting. Uh, it gives Rudolph some chance over the middle to get some catches. Flex, I, have, I like Greg Olson at 4,700. You can put him at tight end too, but Rudolph's a better deal. But 4700 for your flex with Greg Olson feels good against Tampa Bay. And defense, Tennessee, 2700 against Dallas. Dak Prescott can't throw the ball. Let's let him throw an interception or two. Yeah. Justin, who you got on your daily league? My daily leagues, here's, a, here's the guys I'm rolling out here with confidence to go win me the big jackpot of a million dollars. So um, Alex Smith at my quarterback spot. Listen, last week he was played in 0.7% of starting lineups. 07 He's a great buy here. He's only, I think, like $5,600. And I'm going to stack him with Chris Thompson. He's $5,600, and no one really started him last week because of the injuries, so you're a little worried about that. But he's only $5,600. Started in 2.5% of lineups last week. He's a great play there. And Devin Funchess, you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to be on the DJ Moore train, so you got to roll out Funchess as the contrarian play. Started 2.3% last week. And I'm going to give you the sneaky pick of the week, cheapest tight end you'll find that can also play for you, Hayden Hurst. Um, Mm. He's not being played by less than 1% of people, $4,300. He's had two targets the last three games. I think he's coming into his own, and he will possibly get you a touchdown against a Pittsburgh D that cannot stop the tight end. Nice. And a tight end being so down this year, if you're hurting for tight end, would you pick up Hayden Hurst in a yearly season-long league? I'd consider it. Um, he's starting to come on. He's a rookie, so they definitely want to mm-hmm. get him on the field. And uh, they have kind of phased out one of their other tight ends that have been starting throughout the year. So they, they want Hayden Hurst to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, can get, I can get along with that. Um, so for my picks, I am going to go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm hoping that he can find some of that magic. He's actually quite a cheap pick in quarterback, and part of that might be because of the risk of him getting benched midway through the game. 
But it's $7,100. If you're willing to take that risk on your quarterback and spend money elsewhere, I think that's a good deal to do. Uh, running back, we talked about him already, Adrian Peterson. I like him. We have all have uh, Redskins running back. We just have to figure out which one it's going to be. Could be mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Cortland Sutton starting against Houston. There's going to be points have to put up in that game. $5,500, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely would look at him as a, as a guy that could get you 100 yards and a touchdown pretty easily. Uh, tight end, I've got Njoku going against that Chiefs defense. There's going to be points. They're going to need to put him up. I think the middle of the field will be open enough that Njoku could have a pretty decent game. And, I mean, my play that I'm going to put in every single league is just Bears defense versus Buffalo because one of the best defenses against one of the worst offenses. There should be points to be scored. Uh, everybody might do it, but you're that way you're not losing out to everybody either. Fair. Isn't, isn't, the, isn't this low-priced daily plays? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, They're the defense most expensive is, defense. Defense defense is low-priced. But if you pair that with one of his other picks, then you can afford yeah, it. Yeah, see? <laughs> yes. You pair him with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it's an awesome game. And it's scary beards. All right, so mm-hmm. next up we have sit not to not lose. So these are the guys that are usually in your starting lineup that this week you should not. I have the running backs of Tevin Coleman and Edo Smith. We talked about it earlier. They're not going to be able to run the ball. They need to pass the ball. Do not start Atlanta's running backs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of go on the same route with you there. I don't like the Ravens running backs. We don't know how Ty Montgomery is going to fit into the situation. Mm. Um, we seem to have a little bit of clarity on the running backs the Ravens have been using, but just throwing that wrench in there, I want to see how it plays out for a week before we do anything with them. Uh, and also, I'm going to kind of look at Djax. He's He's been okay with, with Fitzpatrick. I just... For some reason, I have a feeling it's just not Djax's week this week. Yeah. No. I'm going to give you a high-priced name that I have, but I'm not benching, but I'm really close to. My name is Mike Evans. He's mm. had the easiest schedule to start the whole year. He's underperformed in some games. Now he's going to go against one of the best pass team pass defenses. I think he's going to have a rough go of this one. Probably looking at less than 12 points for what you hope is your wide receiver one. It's rough. Yeah, it's, I totally agree with that. Uh, these are players now that you should start that you don't usually start to win. And mine's kind of cheap. DJ Moore, you're probably looking to start anyway, but he's going to go off. So is Devin Funches. So either one of those guys, put in your flex, put in even, I would say, even wide receiver two for this game. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kind of push Matt Ryan Fitzpatrick again. Uh, we talked about him a little bit. I just I feel the magic's coming back. Uh, another one we kind of talked about briefly was Matt Breida. I see him run, breaking off a couple big runs on Thursday night. The defenses usually are not ready to play. I just, with the way that run game's going, with his touches he had last week, I feel a big week coming for Brita. like it. Justin, what do you got? I got Devontae Booker in this one. Nice. Uh, he's the pass catching back in Denver. Um, Houston's given up about eight catches a game to the running back position, so I look for him in a PPR mode to get you some extra yardage in that one slash Devontae Booker, or you could also look at um, Duke Johnson. I look for both of those guys to get a share this week. Um, definitely not starting them over mainstays, but they're guys you can look at to win. So, like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, last thing for the week, who should you pick up this week? So, by next week, you're not regretting it. Uh, Steve, give us a name. You know, I liked what I saw from Josh Adams last week uh, for Philadelphia running the ball. I thought that he had the power. I think he could take over that power back role in that offense. For whatever reason, Corey Clement just wasn't there. They're Mm -hmm. not using him. He's not getting the job done. 
Um, so I, I think I look for Josh Adams to pick up some steam here and be a guy that they start leaning on, especially towards the goal line. Like it. Justin, who you got? So this guy was available on practically every league, and I picked him up today with Fitzpatrick being reinserted into the lineup. Chris Godwin. Uh, mm. First three weeks Fitzpatrick played, here's his receptions. 341 and a touchdown. 556 and a touchdown. 574 and a touchdown. And um, I think he's going to come back to the being the mainstay. He, he, Fitzpatrick looks for him, and I think he trusts him more than he trusts uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans' stats aren't as good when Fitzpatrick's in the lineup. So True, true. It's a good pick. Uh, mine is a guy who's on a bye week this week. That's why it's an easy pickup. Uh, Dee Dee Westbrook, if he's still available. He's available in most leagues. He's the guy that's kind of starting to emerge as that leading wide receiver. And I think with Leonard Fournette coming back, that's going to be more important because he's going to get more open field looks because they'll be crowding the box. And I think Blake Bortles will be able to throw the ball efficiently for Blake Bortles. So, you know, better than Nathan Peterman. Uh, and I think D.D. Westbrook's the guy you want out of that offense. That's all we got for week nine. Uh, we hope you listened and enjoyed. Uh, be sure to follow us, subscribe us. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're on all of your favorite podcasting apps. Leave a review if you like us. If you don't, I mean, you can leave a review, but hit us up on Twitter too and let us know. Uh, we will see you guys in week 10. Good luck. Easy. Go win those lineups, matchups.